welcome to the Follow That Fear podcast. This is a show dedicated to empowering you to follow that fear, pursue what is calling you, and take it one step at a time, one foot in front of the other. My name is Kat Del Carmen, and I am the host of this show. I am so, so happy you are here today. We have an amazing episode, but before we get into that, I want to remind you that if you have listened to an episode of the Follow That Fear podcast and have taken anything away, whether it's a bit of motivation or something that you can actually practice, it would mean the world to me if you could take a moment to screenshot this episode and share it on your IG stories, share it on Facebook, share it wherever you hang out on social media. It would mean so, so much. This podcast grows because of those shares. Anytime you spread the word, that means the podcast is growing and it would just mean so, so much. All right, now let's get into the episode. Today, we are so fortunate to have V. Kelly. V. Kelly is a business coach and brand strategist. V began her career as a bridal makeup artist for over eight years and has always shared a love for social media marketing and branding. Once she transitioned into the coaching industry to redefine her target audience, she quickly found that she loved teaching her strengths in a one-to-many container by way of passive income after bringing in a four-figure launch. She now teaches other coaches and creatives on how to create, brand, and market their signature course with her four-step brand blueprint method. The doors officially closed on her nine-week program from overlooked to fully booked on July 26th. So I would take a moment to listen to this episode fully and then really take a look at what she is doing. And if you are ready to create a signature course, you better get on it. Because the doors closed July 26th. Y'all, to be completely honest, this conversation with V was just so good. We had met online on Instagram and we just hit it off like she's just such good people she's hungry she's a hustler she is smart like she's just so so good i i loved this conversation with her i really enjoyed her and we were just vibing the whole time so i am so glad that she agreed to be on the show and i really really hope you take a moment to take notes and really listen up on this episode without further ado here's the episode so tell us a little bit, tell us about you, tell us about V, how you got started, um, and yeah, like how how did you get started, but also a little background on like your... My name is V Kelly, I'm a business coach and brand strategist. So how I got my start into the whole coaching world is um, I actually was a makeup artist, a bridal makeup artist for about eight years, and I started out doing weddings and I was really good at like graphic design. And this was before, you know, makeup was really heavy on before and after photos, right? So I was like, okay, I see everybody doing the before and after photos. It seems kind of boring. So let me just try to see how I can kind of make this a more a little bit more lively, right? And then with social media, like once I got on Instagram, it got to a place where I'm like, okay, there's a lot of competition out here. Like I need to try to stand out, you know, what do I, and I think it goes again to looking at what you like, you know, you kind of want to go against the grain. I can be a little rebel in that way. But, um, 
I just, I just was one of those people who was very creative, um, always wanted to find that next thing, innovate, you know, innovate that next new thing. Um, so I started doing like social media um, templates for my, my other makeup artist friends. And then they would ask me to like redesign their page. So rebranding your IG with V kind of came from that. Like I was always rebranding pages and I'm like okay so let me kind of see what do I label myself because I know a lot about Instagram I'm definitely not a brand strategist by any stretch but over time what I learned from the branding world was just like what people perceive you as is kind of like what you're known for you know and if you don't want to be then kind of change that narrative but you can't run away from what you're just innately good at you know so and I think that when we get to a place where we start to understand more and more about what we like and love, that's how you come into your, your full self, your, your authentic, transparent self. So, um, yeah, so I started in the coaching world, hired my first coach because <laughs> I'm like, okay, I really, I see these people. I'm always attracted to very smart women, intelligent women. So when I seen that people were talking about things and helping people, um, I'm like, what is this? What is this whole online coach thing? So I hired a business coach. And when I say she just changed the whole trajectory of everything that I was doing, I had already loved Instagram. And I felt like it was just the next step up because I was like starting to be perceived as a social media manager. <laughs> and I was like, you got to know your lane, guys. Like know your zone of genius. And for me, it was not wanting to help other people with their page. I'm like, I got my page together. I can teach you guys, but doing it, no ma'am. So that, yeah, that just spiraled for everything else. So I went from just teaching Instagram. And then when that got older and I kind of evolved with my knowledge and evolved with my coaching, then it was like, okay, let's really, I've always loved Instagram, but I think it's nothing better than knowing how to run a business. That's how you really set yourself up for the longevity. So I knew that using my platform, I had the responsibility to like share everything I know. You know, if it changes one girl's life, then I'm, yes, I'm it's true. fine with that. Cool. And how long has this journey been? Short. <laughs> like September, was it October 16th, if I'm not mistaken? Or September? No, I'm like, no way. 16th, September 16th. So let me let me give you a quick update about that. I've been studying certain things and reading more, and I don't know if you guys are into like human design. Tell us. But I'm really into like the mental psyche and the brain and just how people think. And what I learned about myself was I'm something that that you call a manifesting generator. So I move so fast. You can give me information. I internalize it. I'm on to the next thing. Only, almost to the point of my detriment sometimes because we, we're going to skip steps because we're so like, Pew! but it's so freeing because I don't ask for permission to do the next thing in business. Like that's the thing. And I know sometimes this might be just like a little bit too much advice, but just start thinking like that now, because it's like, if you want to be at a place where you're earning a certain amount of money a year, or you're able to leave your nine to five and follow your dreams, you need to start preparing for that now, mentally, physically, like financially, start preparing for that now. So the, as I'm learning that and I'm, and I lean into my weaknesses, I would tell you, you'll hear me talk about that a lot on my page. I lean into my weaknesses. I'll either lean into them by saying, okay, if I feel this way about myself, do that, does that, that mean, excuse me, does that make me feel good? 
or does that make me feel horrible? If it makes me feel horrible, I'm trying to work towards shifting that perspective of myself. It's lies that we tell ourselves. But the other side of that, if I'm aligned with it, I'm just keep it, keep it moving, keep it moving. And and over time, I had to learn too. I was like an overthinker. Like we don't need all seven steps. Try the first two. If those work for you, go to the next level. Go back and see. Oh, maybe step three. No, no. Step one and two already work for you. Take it and run. A hundred percent, girl. You already have so many things I want to touch back up on. Okay, so. Number one, I love, love, love that like you mentioned, sometimes what you are perceived, that becomes like what you kind of are and you can change that narrative. So I want to be really clear to my audience to make sure that they heard that, that like you can shift and mold the way you are perceived. And for a lot of folks listening, you you have this idea, you have this thing that's been festering and like you legit have have, there's a block. I get, I get DMs. When is the right time to tell people? And I'm like, no, you just, you get to change that. Like you get to change that. So I'm really, really happy. That little sentence you said is so, so true. And something I haven't talked about much on the episode. So like uh, any other episode. So I I love that you guys get to change your narrative. You heard me. Um, Number two, I have a question about, you said, then you hired your first coach. I mean, I feel like I should have hired my coach a long ass time ago. And instead I like consumed a plethora of content for like a year and a half where I'm like, I know too much now. And this is what you were talking about on that one episode with Tamika. Sometimes you know all the stuff you need to know and you need a coach in a specific area. So how did you pick a coach? Well, not how did you pick a coach? Cause I don't want to go. That's the, I'm sure that's a big <laughs> topic, but like, how did you, like what empowered you to make, get a coach at that time? Cause it was kind of in the beginning. You know, what's so funny after you, like you said, after you've consumed so many things, yes. and you're like, why is this not moving? I feel so smart. I feel so motivated. And we all go through different shifts in our life. Um, where, where, where you feel something just intuitively, you feel like, okay, someone was a guest Mm -hmm. speaker somewhere and something resonated to you. So you're ready to finally like get off your butt and do the thing. Right. So I think that's what it was for me. I had almost, so to speak, hit rock bottom because I'm like, I had all these successful clients, friends around me, but at the same time, I wasn't scaling as quickly as they were. And I'm like, I have, I thought I have the mindset for it, but I was consuming so many things. So when I started focusing on one or two things, I I started to see, okay, this works. I can move on. The overthinking spirit in me, and I just want to keep repeating that just in case that does resonate with someone, you have to almost go with your intuition and your feelings. If it feels good, go with that because you just never know where it can take you. You just never know where it can take you. And that really changed my business. Like, like you said, we have the option and the opportunity to change our mind five times a week. If you want to try to make that one time a week, play around with the idea, see if it feels good. And if it doesn't move on to the next thing. Um, people get caught up in like, Oh, this bio, this, you know, I think that I would focus specifically on what you're doing right now, what feels good to you, who you're helping. And just know that could shift 30 days from now because you'll start to see, Oh, I don't really like working with this type of client or, you know, I don't really like doing this work for the client anymore. I rather, you know, just. No, it's so, so true. I, I, and the thing is you won't, you won't get like, you won't evolve like that unless you take those steps. Cause then you learn, right? Like you learn every time you take a step forward, you take this client and you're like, huh, 
that's not what I wanted to do, you know, but you don't know until you get there. Um, so I love, love that. And then well, one thing I just wanted to mention and call out to my listeners is the, the sometimes I resonate with this so much because this is how I even created my podcast, the move fast. Like sometimes like that's, it's like tunnel vision. Like when I started my podcast, I had failed I, what I felt I've had failed my YouTube. I had failed my blog and I had tried all these things and I was never consistent. And I was like, what is that block? What is that block? And finally, and I had been resisting podcasting. I was like, no, everyone's doing it. Like I'm over it. Like, I don't want to learn a new thing. And I realized really quickly that it was perfect for my lifestyle because I had a baby. I had an eight month old at that time. And I had to move so fast. And I told myself, the three, the three or four, five, five episodes, maybe I didn't edit them. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to edit them because nothing's going to freaking stop me from putting out this podcast. Like I have to go. So if you're listening to this and there's that thing that you've been wanting to do, and maybe you have a business already, but you're, you have a vision for it and you're not moving towards that, then move fast, quit giving yourself all the time in the world to make a decision. You don't need more than a day. Like you don't need more than a day for any decision. Like just go for it. And I love that you said that because I resonate with that so much because mm. that's what gets momentum, right? Yes. Momentum and time waits for no one. I think that I love what you said about you love the podcast because it fits your lifestyle. And another thing that's really helping me out, girl, like I said, not asking people for permission to shift and move mm-hmm things that feel good because at the end of the day, we're mothers. At the end of the day, we run a household. At the end of the day, there are bills that need to be paid. So Mm -hmm. money doesn't have to be an evil thing, but people need to understand that we need it to Mm -hmm. live lives. And everyone has a cap on what they want to do. You need to know what that number is. (laughs) That's important. Just not saying, oh, I want to make a certain amount a year. Like you have goals that you know that, hey, I don't want to work as much. You're going to have to put in the work somewhere. And I love, and Mm -hmm. and just the fact that you kind of, because everybody's journey is different. Some people start at, oh, I'm a VA and then I need to work my way up to see what I really love. And wow, I love podcasting. You went straight for it, but you had already knew your life's vision has something to do with your face to the camera, sh- spreading your message. Vision, when you have that, run with it. Um, and don't talk to everybody, yeah. everybody about it. Focus on someone that's literally doing what you're doing. Like when I sat still, and I've been working on this mm-hmm. journey for a little minute mm-hmm. now, but when I sat still, the universe, yeah. God, whoever you believe in, brought to me the one person that does what I do right now on a larger scale. Yes. And, and and you meet that person in your tribe or your audience or whatever you want to call it, you almost say, if it can happen for her, it yes. can happen for me. Do you listen to Courtney Sanders by chance? In that On one of her podcast episodes, um, she mentioned that we have two kind of mentors. We have, oh no, she's like, I forget exactly what she said, but something about we have mentors and then we have, um, I forget the word, but she said, "There's people that you will envision, that you will see that aren't that far from you, but they're they're having the success you want to have." She's like, "Those aren't your me- mentors, but learn from them. Like, learn from them, and you can almost," she said, "Don't copy them, but take their principles and then use them because something obviously is attracting you to them. Take what they're doing and make it your own." Um, and I, I'm gonna send you the episode. <laughs> um, 
There's another one too that also says success leaves clues. Yes. So it makes sense to follow people that you admire who, who, and I, I, I want to use the word loosely about following people who you would trade lives with, but at the same time, it's just someone who like have, has the success that you would love to have and living life's pretty similar to what you want to have. You know, we, we get so caught up in like success has to look one way, right? Wealthy can look like you, me, everybody does it differently. And that's what makes us unique. A hundred, a hundred percent. Okay. I'm going to get to the questions because we're just, <laughs> we're just going, going, going. I want to learn all about, you have an amazing program happening right now. Um, I think the doors are shutting. What day are they shutting? So we're just like launching wait lists right now. So that's okay. So it's like, it's just wait list. Yeah. So if, you guys listen in because V offers so, so much. If you are a person who wants to start some type of program, a signature offer online, like I'm not an expert at that. So you're not going to learn a lot about that on this, on this podcast, but I am someone who I'm actually putting together my first, I mean, I, I do one-on-one coaching, but it's like, transactional it's not program and i'm putting together my first course right now but but i know my my audience they want to do the same you know so i feel like i'm learning so much from your content that is why i asked you on the show let's talk about beginners so if you are uh someone who let's say you just started posting some quotes you you started sharing that like you want to be a coach or you want to do you know, some type of digital presence. Maybe you have a small business that you're starting, but you want to, um, you're very interested in offering digital programs or products or anything like that. Uh, What do you believe beginners need to have in place before they hop into a, a offer or anything like that? Like, what do you think are some basics that you think folks need to think about before they just hop straight into providing something? Okay, so I have a list for you guys, <laughs> but you definitely need an audience. <laughs> Most importantly, like I know that sounds very basic, but you need a audience. Who are you trying to sell this product or service to? And is it something that they actually want? And know that it's an in- inevitable that you're going to have to show up for yourself, especially with this world of social media. People are going to need to need, um, need to know to like know and trust you before you're ever going to make a sale from them. Like we have to be out here telling our story, sharing our journey, um, sharing the business side, sharing the personal and tying it into your brand, right? Tying it, tying it in your, into your brand. So I don't work specifically with products as much, but it still goes hand in hand with the service base. Like it's something that you're emotionally attached to that, you know, it helps your people because you've either been where they've been or you have a lot of expertise in this area. So you know exactly how to deliver it like no one else. That's really important. Um, and then you need to be confident and aligned with your offer. So I know that's not textbook, but those are super, super important that I feel like people don't talk about enough. because You got to show up for yourself. People are not going to know about your service unless you're showing up on camera talking about it. They see the fire in your eyes. They see who it's for and they know your story and why it was even created. If they feel like it was custom created for them, it's easier to, you know, offer it to them. Yeah. Quick question about the confidence piece, because I feel like that is what gets in the way of a lot of folks is they just don't want to show face. They're scared. Um, They're they're nervous to show face when you were beginning, when you were like when you make up artists, you start again online. What is there anything that helps you like over that bump of like 
people are going to think I'm conceited or people are going to think I'm this or people are going to, you know, um, is there anything that just helped you? I guess take an action, but like anything you can speak on or any moments you remember where you're like, you know what? F it. So I know I just practice a lot on my phone. Like literally even still now I went live the other day and I'm like nervous. I still get nervous. I do. So I have things now that kind of get me pumped before a call. It could be music. Sometimes it's, med- sometimes it's meditation, like Zen. Okay. So I have certain things that I just kind of do repeatedly before I get on camera. But give yourself time, like give yourself time. Um, I love that you had questions for me because I am one of those people who hate being the first person to start the conversation. Know your weaknesses again, like I was saying earlier. For me, I, I spoke fast. I, you know, said um a lot. So what I would start doing is just recording myself on my phone, playing it back, playing it back, and just trying to adjust subtle nuances because here's the thing i hear people say oh i hate my voice your voice is your voice sister (laughs) god gave it to you use it 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 literally at some point in your life it's gonna come in handy (laughs) voice you know it's your voice um so um like i said just trying to be high vibe before i have to get on camera so i do feel my best act like you're talking to your friends some people name their phone Yes, I do the same with my with my podcast. So my listeners know, but the reason I started my podcast is because I had a cousin who she was just doubting herself. And in my eyes, she was so badass. And then she was like, oh, but I can't do this. And we were talking about salary, I think, like negotiating salary. And I'm like, but you're so worth this and you're so worth that. And I had just negotiated my salary. And I was like, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to tell her everything I wanted to tell her and I couldn't. And I was just speaking to her and I was just like talking to someone. And what you just said right now, pretend you're talking to your friend, pretend you're talking to your friend, like for real, like you got to speak to your audience. So I love, love, love that. The next thing I want to go into is choosing a course topic. I feel like a lot of folks in my audience too, and a lot of discussions we have within my Instagram is where I mainly market my podcast is around niching and trying to figure out your own, like what is my expertise? Or even if I have an expertise, sometimes it feels like a lot of information, like a lot, like almost too much information. So how do you, like, what are your recommendations in picking a course topic? Um, And yeah, like, how did you pick yours? And how, what's the process that you recommend for your audience? I like that you touched on the niche market, because that's something that I was going to touch on as well. Um, Focusing on something that you're really good at teaching, definitely that's going to be your greatest starting place. Um, For me, I was really good at Instagram, like the hacks, the features, you know, how you can use it to run your business. So I started there and I, you know, you can call yourself coach, you know, educator, specialist, whatever you want to do, but just know that if you focus on one specific area, you're not having to say, oh, I know everything there is to know about Instagram, you know, just look up a little guru, a little expert, you know, whatever you want to call it, but just be specific on what you know. So your audience knows what to come to you for. And I'm always saying, you don't have to know everything. Like I would put that out there. (laughs) Like I focus specifically on X, Y, Z, you know? So I focused on actually personal branding, social media marketing and business, like just building your business. Yeah. So again, as we change and evolve, I've I've niched down even more just to focus on come to me for course creation, 
profitable product suites and passive income. That's what I want to focus on strictly. What do you think when people like, cause I know, and I've struggled with this too, where I keep trying to find a niche, but I also am like, oh, but like there's these people in my audience who need me for this. <laughs> and there are these people who need me for this. Um, and you're just trying to decide like what helps you kind of focus and focus on one and feel at least okay about these, these part of your audience that like you're not serving as well. Yeah. Like what has gotten you through those kind of thoughts? I think going back to the product suite thing is having something in your offer or your wheelhouse for everybody, right? You can meet them where they're at. And that's why I'm so passionate about the courses because you can create a course for beginners. You can Mm -hmm. group program for your, um, you know, more advanced learners and you can have your one-to-one for people who are at the same level that you're at or get to your level. They may be just like one or two steps behind. So being very strategic, that's what I'm saying. Thinking like a CEO, following successful clues. You're not going to get there by winging it. You need to have a goal and you need to write your goals down. Yes. And I want to mention to that um, for the folks listening, like you don't all have to, you don't have, you need, you don't need all these at once either. (laughs) Like this is a process because I know some people are like, no, but I want it all. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to start with one. And then you ha- then you grow and you learn more and then you offer another one. And then your audience tells you they need something else. And then maybe you go that way. But like, uh, I love that you said that, like, have have some diversity in what you offer. This is how um, also you don't burn yourself out, because what happens when you're trying to do everybody, everybody comes your way. You don't really know what you do and you get cl- client re- um, refund requests or you get, you know, clients that badmouth you because you were trying to be everything to everyone and you serve no one. You serve no one. And I'm just speaking, you know, <laughs> from personal experience. Um, and, and what you notice is that like, luckily I haven't gotten any bad requests, but just more so you just noticed that you didn't serve to the best of your ability because you were not honest with yourself to say, I don't know everything. Like, let me focus on what lights me up. And let me focus on how I can help them in this area and be very specific about what they're going to learn. <laughs> For sure. How do you know what type of product or program or digital thing to offer? Because I know you focus more on courses, right? Pro- like coaching programs. Um, what? How, how do you know what's right for you, at least to start? You know, like how, where do you recommend someone dabble in or is there one thing that's easier than another? Or like if someone just came to you and was like, well, what course should I, what things should I do? Should I do a product? Should I do an ebook? Should I do this? Should I do that? What, what do you, what do you have to say about that? Okay. So um, another thing is just kind of knowing yourself, like what, what type of learner are you? So I talked about this a little bit, my three day challenge and specifically the top learners were visual, yeah, visual learners, auditory learner. When you're thinking about that, how do you like to learn? You need to also be mindful of people in your audience and what they're needing and how they like to learn it. So let me go back to creating the course topic just because there were some key points that would answer this question. So definitely focusing on what you're really good at teaching, um, having that specific audience that you want to help, be super specific about that, um, and also kind of having some type of personal experience that you can tie back to it. Again, um, I I was a makeup artist and I dealt with like branding and creative visual design, right? I knew that in order to, you know, gain the like, know, and trust, I would have to stand out. Standing out to me was 
positioning myself in front of my audience, talking about something that I love. And guess what? You end up attracting like-minded clients. So you have your audience. That's another thing. That's another kind of loophole as well. I didn't have to search for an audience because I focused on who was already drawn towards me, right? My makeup community. When I got into the coaching community, I didn't know anything about coaches. So I didn't start there. I started with service-based businesses. And even more specifically than that, beauty brands. So I started with the community that already liked, knew, and trusted me. So that kind of simplifies that. (laughs) Yes, I love that. Let me, hold on. You said, I didn't need to go find an audience because I just was started to serve my community that was already bought in. That is really, really good. Um, I want to make sure my audience catches that because there is this, you know, when you consume a lot of this content, you're like, oh, I need to find my audience. I need to, I need to find these people and these people. But it's like, no, your people are going to be drawn to you. That's just how it works. And we all have an audience already, even to start with, like your audience is your old coworkers, your coworkers, your family, your family's cousins, like that is your first audience. Like that is where you start. Then she's onto something that's so true. People don't start there. And let me tell you something else that people are not going to tell you. Why we're so scared to sell to our coworkers and our friends and family, because we have let them tell us that, oh, what's that? You're going to leave your job for that? Well, that doesn't make a lot of money. If you feel it in your soul, your mind, your body, your spirit, go after it. Don't ask for permission, because a lot of us probably could have been millionaires by now. We let people tell us stories. We let people dictate how we should run our lives and how we should run our business. That's what holds you back. That's what a hundred percent V like a hundred percent. And you, you just, I just mentioned this early because you touched up on it. You get to change that narrative. We get to change that narrative. So like the way that you are seen right now by your coworkers, your friends, your family, like all of it, like we, it is our responsibility to change that narrative and know that we have the power to do that. And we have, not only do we have the power to do that, we should be doing that. That is like us showing up authentically. That is the best form of like freaking confidence and the best selves for ourselves. Oh, that's perfect. Yep. The best version of yourself, power, confidence. Think of all those words when you're thinking about what type of person you want to walk into. So the second, the next question I have for you is I want to know a little bit about your offer. Like what is your program happening? What is it called? Um, Tell my audience a little bit about uh, that. So I recently launched my program. It's called From Overlooked to Fully Booked. And I have been working on it for a while and it was initially just going to be for the beauty community. But as I started getting a clearer vision, the end goal, my why, is to bring other female entrepreneurs, women of color, I don't care, whoever feels like they deserve to come can come. I have really leaned into things that I know that light me up and that are powerful when you're building a business that can you can also apply it to your personal life, right? So it's a nine-week coaching program, self-study. We're focusing on how to create, market, and brand your course. Super clear-cut message. That's what we're doing. I'm not just going to help you create it and push you out to the wolves. 
create it, brand it, market it. Um, and there's going to be access to a Facebook group. It is a community. Um, and most courses, because this is more like a course program hybrid, it's going to be self-study. But then I want to have let you guys have access to me on a weekly capacity because, again, I want you to be able to feel like you're supported as you're creating your course. So all this, how can I find my uniqueness with audience? I start from bare minimum, like the the phase one. <laughs> yeah, phase one. And um, yeah, so it's for yes, coaches and service-based um, professionals. If you feel like you have something that you can teach, DM me. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the thing. And I one thing I want to touch up on is it's not all like what sometimes when folks look at online and think coaches, they put it in this personal development space. But it's not like that. Like you could be a coach for anything you do. You could be like you're in beauty. Like you started in beauty, right? Like you started in beauty, whatever you have that you can teach that you maybe you have a business, right? Like I have um, a former client who she creates macrame, like the fabric art. Like that could be a course. Like you can you can teach that. Uh there is no limit to what you can teach as long as you have a passion to teach it and you know how to do something, right? So for me, that's more like personal development focus because that's just very natural to me. Uh, but for somebody else, it's different. And I'm glad that you touched on that because also coming from your background, like maybe five years ago, I would have been able to have a closer story with corporate America, but I knew I shifted my audience. So I wanted to speak where it was more natural, you know, but that doesn't mean you leave that community behind because you still know what it was like, you know, Um, and going, going back to the coach with coaching, don't, you know, feel like you have to be this expert in something you're motivating, you're inspiring, and you're informing someone of your journey and your experiences and pretty much showing lessons of how to how to, <laughs> how to move, how to navigate your business, how to navigate through life. That's what you're doing. It's more than business. It's always more than business. You know, that's funny you bring that up because it's, so this weekend I had an epiphany because I was putting together uh, the outline of my course. And in my head, I kept thinking, I just did things like I'm a messy, organized, an unorganized person. And I always feel like the way I do things isn't like, quote unquote, the right way to do things. And I was trying to put together this course. And instead of me thinking, how did I do it? Uh, and I, for me, it's personal building a personal brand. <laughs> how did I do it? I'm thinking, what is the right way to do it? But then I'm like, hold on. I did it. I like I'm known for this podcast and I have a personal brand. How did I do it? So I started writing it down and I was like, okay, get the noise out. What did I do? Well, I just, I went fast. I, I made time for my business. I talked to my husband and told him how important it was to me. I blah, 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 blah. Like, and I really started writing it down. And then I was like, oh shit, I have value in my own crazy wild method. And your people will, like, they will gravitate to you. So I love that you said that and that you mentioned that because for me, that just reminded me, like, yes, there is a method to our own madness and there is, there is something to teach there. And the beautiful part about it is when you are your authentic self and you just kind of teach things the way that you process. I used to be scared of myself about that because I don't have the best public speaking, you know, skill set. What? Over You're so good though. Your IGTV is in myself, you know, practicing my craft, but 
just walking into that. And like you said, you got to a place where you're like, okay, I can teach this in my own messy way. And that that's what makes the course unique. I get that question all the time. How do I make my own course in topic and on demand? Like making it unique to you, literally pulling out what quirks, like the mompreneur community loves you, you know, you artist community that loves you. Like you're really good at making people laugh. Like infuse all of that. You know, and then come from a place of service. I always try to remind people of that because we get so caught up in like, oh, this needs to be the best on the market. Oh my God, they're going to love this. I know my audience is going to love it because I literally created it for them with them in mind. I put everything that they asked for in it. It's nothing to do with me. I know it's bomb. I know it's going to be amazing because it's going to serve what I say that people are going to get. And again, that's just, again, embodying who you want to be as an entrepreneur, how you want to run your business, show up as that person. Do not ask people for permission. I love, love, love that. Snap, snap, snap to that. (laughs) Um, Okay, we are (laughs) wrapping up. So my last question for you, uh, I mentioned earlier, is a question I ask all my guests. Follow that fear started because I realized that good things really happen when you just take steps toward that scary thing. So um, for you, what is one fear, one thing that scares the living crap out of you that you want to go towards uh, this this year? And it doesn't have to happen this year, but like you're making the steps, you know, you're taking the steps towards that. Okay. So I normally don't share like financial goals, but for me, for someone who was just so poor with her money habits, really working through my mindset blocks and and I'm still going through the process. Don't get me wrong, but I never saw myself like, you know, you know, you live a lifestyle and you want certain things, but you just don't see yourself there. You think I'm not worthy. I'm not responsible. So I set myself a goal to make more than I would have made in corporate America. Right. So my goal was to hit $65,000. Right. So I said, that was my goal for the end of this year. Now, remind you, this is my first year in business. So, which is amazing because I'm like, even though that's a big stretch, the number was so vivid and I know my drive. So it's scary, but it was the number that popped up for year one. So that's my big goal. So I'll- You guys better check out her program, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you for sharing that. You know, I, it's funny. I feel you because- I I'm in very early stages. So the first month I ever made any money was May. Um, and then June, I kind of even took a pause off my one-on-one business. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm still in the early stages. And, but the thing is, it's like my personal money habits have just always, I'm not proud of them. You know, I'm just straight up not proud of them. Um, but now that I have this, you know, I've grown into this, like I'm growing into this entrepreneur. I'm like, oh shoot, like I got to get it tight on all the parts of my life, you know? Um, so I really love that you mentioned that because you guys, we don't have to be perfect to go, go towards entrepreneurship. We don't have to be perfect to go towards whatever we want to go to. It's the real game is personal growth. Like that's the real game. So, um, thank you. Thank you for being so honest and uh, real with us. We are going to finish up. Thank you so, so much, V. Where can people find you? Yeah, so you guys can find me under rebranding your IG with V, V-E-E, really long. (laughs) (laughs) It is um, Instagram, Facebook, and my website. 
All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. What a gift V is to this world. And she is bringing a whole bunch of women with her. All right, here are some takeaways from today's episode. Number one, you can change the narrative of how you are perceived. As you grow, you are in charge of this. So remember that. Number two, focus on what makes you feel good and who you are helping. It's okay if that shifts and changes. Number three, if you want to sell anything, people need to trust you. So remember to share your journey, your business, and your personality. Number four, practice before getting on camera and prep for your opportunities. Number five, be mindful of who your audience wants to wants to learn from and how they want to learn. Number six, if you feel it in your body and soul, you don't need to ask anybody for permission to do that thing you want to do number seven serve your community the way that you want to serve them they are already bought into you so don't try to go find your people they will come to you remember number eight remember when you're creating a course think about this think like this i know my audience is going to love it because i made it exactly for them i loved this episode i hope you did too i send you guys my big 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 love and remember if you took anything away from this episode please 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 share it on your socials if you could leave a review on apple Podcasts, that would mean the world i appreciate you taking the time to be here you could be doing so much with your time but you are here and i thank you for it all right guys have a good one love you bye